Alright, just waiting for this to... I'm not sure if it's live yet, just uh, double checking here. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're I think we're good now. Yeah, just uh, one sec. I just want to make sure. I just want to get this out of the way. And not sure why it takes a little longer now. Anyways, guys, it looks like we are good to go. Hey there, everyone, and we are back in action. This is the Xbox Roundtable Podcast, episode number two hundred and nine. Welcome all of you to tonight's show. And of course, I'm your host, Invader, and we've got some, well, some fun things to talk about tonight. Halo Infinite has officially launched. We'll talk about, well, the campaign and just the overall reaction to it, whether it be from critics or just the fan base. Also, a big night for Xbox during the Video Game Awards. Uh, we'll get into all of the... Well, you know, we'll go through the different categories, winners, reveals, and more. But first, of course, I need to introduce everyone on tonight's show. And let's see, going over to the panel. First up, uh, joining us tonight is, well, a familiar face. He's been on here uh, a couple of months before. Our buddy from the Xbox community. Please welcome Xbox University. Uni buddy, how you been? I'm fine, I'm fine. Thank you all so much for having me again, you know. Exciting times in the Xbox community right now. Um, Xbox is giving us so much games. I'm actually kind of mad because it like it's it's more it's more than I ever had. Like I, it's great to be an Xbox gamer. I wish I was growing up in this time right now, man. Yeah, totally. I know we're uh, you know we're starting to get a little spoiled here, but honestly, I I don't mind at all. This is great, and uh, yeah, believe me, I I can't wait to dive into Halo and all the other stuff. Um, but yeah, it's good to have you on, brother. Uh, moving on to uh, the TXR panel members, I'll start off with Centurion, buddy. Hey, how you been the past week? Man, it I'm doing pretty good, but it's Sunday night. It's time for the TXR podcast. We got ourselves a Halo release, video game awards, more games than we can possibly play. I'm trying to juggle playing Halo Infinite and Chorus at the same time, so... Definitely ready to have a conversation tonight. That is for sure. Uh, good point. I totally, I keep forgetting about Chorus, but everybody keeps, like, I've been seeing different clips and pics of it uh, circling around, and it's got my attention. But honestly, Halo, that's what I'm focused I will, on. <laughs> if I could at least just kind of just like, not, I know everybody's excited for Halo, but let me, if you are going to buy uh, Chorus, um, probably wait for the first patch there's definitely some buggy issues in the mission structure um and i mean like i've even picked up on them i've watched a couple videos on it like if you leave if you leave the game idle for like an hour and come back to start playing it it actually will like it, it'll, everything will be effed up we'll just say that like the mission markers won't work right i've even had some mission markers disappear i'm I, it's a really awesome game but definitely there's a few issues that need to be patched out Hmm. Good to know. Good to know. Well, I'll keep my eye on that game. Uh, Tim, buddy. Hey, how you been? Really good. Uh, what a week. What uh, Xbox is kicking ass. And I'm glad that uh, we have Xbox University on. Always nice to have him. Uh, it's good times right now. Just, uh, we're just, just glowing, you know, uh, for an Xbox. It's, you know, they, they've been hitting all the, the, the tunes and, They've been hitting all the the notes, so we're gonna talk about it tonight. Halo is 
is the best. Oh yeah, it's back, baby. Halo is back. All right, down the list here, Shockley, buddy. Hey, how, how's your weekend been? You doing all right? Yeah, doing pretty good. Um, yeah, just ready to get into these topics with uh, Halo. Give our thoughts on it, and uh, but yeah, I was hoping to get it finished before the gunk, but that is not gonna happen. So uh, <laughs> that one's maybe gonna start in January. <laughs> but yep, yeah, ready to get into these topics tonight. No doubt. And to round this sucker out, General MLD, my friend. Hey, how you doing? Hey, doing pretty good here. We are definitely spoiled for choice uh, these days. Uh, about like five hours in Halo Infinite. I wish I had more, but been crazy busy this week. I mean, but also when I'm watching the baby, I intend to be playing Stardew Valley. Like by far my biggest <laughs> surprise hit on Game Pass this year. I don't know how. Because I, I put 500 hours in, on the one for the Switch. So I don't even want to get close to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is my first time. All these updates and patches and content drops later. Like, I am hooked on this just as much. So, like, wow. Like, Game Pass is really delivering this generation. So, but of course, Halo Infinite is, well, I mean, well, we'll get into it. Let, let's, yeah. just, I'm, let's, let's do this. Real, real quick, General. One more thing that you might you want to avoid if you don't want to get hooked. There's a new game called Lawnmower Sim Simulator. <laughs> it is too addictive. Once you start that game, you get like OCD and you, you're like, I got to finish this little part and I got to do. And it's always next and next and you'll spend like hundreds of hours in it. So. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, I think I did see that pop up on Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, I will avoid that like the plague until at least after... Yeah, we're, at least until we're into January. Um, let's see, guys. Before we uh, start out the show, be sure to share this out to everybody, everyone you know. We appreciate you all. And if and you know what? It would just be really great if more of you could be around. So share it, like it, and subscribe. Also, hit up the notifications because, hey, it would be great to know whenever we go live, right? All right, fellas, let's uh, kick things off by talking about a little no-name title that released earlier this week called Halo Infinite. <laughs> yeah, this uh, the game is officially out and seems to be getting more positive uh, impressions from fans and media alike. I really want to get the panel's thoughts on the game since I'm pretty sure everyone here has been playing it or in the middle of playing it. I know I'm still early on. But you know what, I will uh, start off with our guest this evening, uh, Xbox Uni. Buddy, you know, how are you enjoying it? Actually, you know, have you been playing it? And if so, you know, have you been really enjoying your time with it so far? Yes, I've been playing it. Um, I haven't gotten too far in it. I've put in like, I would say like seven or eight hours. But I'm on Legendary, so I expect it to take, you know, 80, 100. I expect it to take a while. Because it is very, very difficult, especially some of the bosses or whatever. There's this one part by a bridge I had to do like 20 times. But until, you, you know, I, I learned, you know, to go around the other side with the grappling hook or whatever the case may be. But it is the thing that I love about it is if this game released just as the campaign, it would be able to compete with some of the biggest games out here. If it just released just with multiplayer, like what... um what you call it, like what Battlefield did, it would be able to compete on that level. But the fact that it comes with both, both sides, is just to me, 
I, I, you know how they always have these impossible expectations for Halo. Halo needs to be the perfect game. Halo needs to have every game mode, every animation, every Halo. The, the Halo needs to be everything and more. And you're never gonna hit those expectations. But to me, the thing that I love the most is that they delivered a game that does what games are supposed to do, which is give you joy and fun. No matter what you're doing, no matter what you want to do, you're having fun. And I know a lot of people are mad about the progression, rightfully so. But the the thing I don't understand is the the gripes about the 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 the, the monetization. Now I understand some of the stuff are too expensive. I get that. But wh- why are you crying over what you call it? Um, like like stuff that you don't even need to play the game. They're not they're not keeping any gun behind a paywall. They're not keeping any stage behind a paywall. I remember when I used to get Call of Duty. You had like three months before they drop a um a DLC, and if you don't have that DLC, you can't play with none of your friends them that have the DLC. So you all see this FOMO because they cut off um parts of their their base. And to me, I love the fact that three four three didn't do that, and they are listening to us. Next week, we're gonna get the the update with the Slayer finally and the FFA. But I'm sure we're gonna hit on that. But I'm sorry for being so long winded. It's just like it's a no. great game. Speak your mind. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing game, and I think it deserves higher than 87. But I understand where we, where we are now in this industry. They're gonna they're gonna grade it based on Halo. They're basically rating Halo against other Halos, and not Halo against the other um, FPSs in the genre. Because yeah. if you look at the, the landscape with COD and Battlefield and whatever Slipgate or whatever, Halo is by far and away the best FPS period on the market. So for you to tell me that it only gets an 8 out of 7, some people give it a 7 or 6, I'm like, so what game are you playing? What FPS is getting your your goat? Because Halo is the best FPS out here on the market, period. So if that's if, if the best isn't good enough for you, what are you playing? Let me get on, on that. But, you know, that's 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 them. They're going to rate, they can rate a game like, like Ratchet & Clank, which was a good game, but it was only like 12 hours or whatever, and it didn't come with no co-op. It didn't have no Forge mode. It didn't have no multiplayer. It didn't have no theater mode. It didn't have none of these stuff that they all expect from Halo day one. Mm-hmm. Right? But but somehow that could get an 88. Yeah, somehow I, that could get I, almost I a 90. I think the the uh the sevens that took it down, I don't know. I don't I don't think I, I think that uh, you know, everyone's entitled to opinion, but you knew that you would get some some of those takes. Yeah, I knew it was coming. That's why I told you people know, don't live the on the thing is, is that right, it's a different time. For it to get eighty seven, it is a different time. It's just it's very impressive. It was it's better than four by a mile. And I liked four. I mean this is for me rivaling and I'm not, you know, finished, but it's rivaling three, two, one. I mean it's it's its own halo and I think that that's the great thing about it is is that's what we all feel I, like when you play it, you it, it evolved and and they 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 hit it and I'm happy for three four three because it wasn't the easiest development. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still pretty early in, like probably about four four and a half hours, and I've been really taking my time combing over cer- certain areas and just exploring. Really, I, I just finished the uh, ransom keep tower mission mm-hmm. and right. i really like i just thought that was so cool where you have to like 
again, I won't go into too much detail, but the uh, the when you're done. Yeah, yeah, that's just the boss yeah. fight, and I, I really like how the different like bosses or mini bosses how they really antagonize. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they really egg you on, and I really like yeah. that. Like you know, they they really seem like bad guys. They, they, yeah, they 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 say a lot of shit too. If you listen to them, I'm getting my ass kicked by one particular one. I don't want we're gonna we're not gonna go into spoilers, but. Yeah, they really antagonize you, and they say some funny shit too. Yeah, and that's you know, I, I really enjoyed that. I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. They're really, uh, you know, they're really trying to, uh, you know, take on the chief and whatnot, and uh, just belittle him. And it's great. It's great dialogue. I just, I think it's a really nice step up in that way. But not even just the enemy interactions, but. I, I am genuinely so far enjoying all the exploration because again I like I've been taking my time just going over all the nooks and crannies and I'm just like oh I can go over there I can go over there and, and I don't know if you guys noticed or how often like you guys played Halos but there were used to be like a lot of restrictions like in the campaign even just for like yeah. exploring whatnot like they put different walls in and so on it kind of sucked in that regard granted this is more open but they're they're really allowing you to explore and just like again go at your own pace and oh you know you want to go to that rock formation you want to climb that mountain go right ahead you want to take in that view go right ahead oh and then there's a little uh, banished patrol going through oh okay yeah i'll take yeah. them out and so on or Again, oh, there's a uh, a propaganda tower. Okay, I'll go with that. And then yeah. th and then there's also there's all kinds of other hidden stuff as well. And I'm just exploring. And it's not so much that I'm forgetting about the campaign missions. It's just the game, the world. It's encouraging me to mm -hmm. uh, go yeah, out because because stuff out there. Well, not just that, but but Tim. I mean, you probably agree with me here. The world is just generally the the ring itself. They've made it genuinely interesting to explore with the different landmarks mm -hmm. and visuals. The day night cycle too. I just find really. It has a nice touch to it. You just feel like you're on a living, vibrant world. You know, I, I remember I was going down this little ravine area, and then I see, like, these little chicken things running around, and then these little uh, rodents, and it's not just a couple. There's, like, a whole, like, crap ton. Yeah. So it does look like a really vibrant living world and i can just really appreciate that and it just there's all these little details i i remember guys i was on t it's again it's in like the area that you start out start out in i'm just exploring around i'm on top of like this mountainy area and i'm just like i'm looking at this field it's filled with all these like golden like flowers and i'm just i'm, I'm just taking in the sight because the skybox the the land everything about it just looks very just very nicely done so like honestly like my hats off to 343 on like the art direction what you're saying it's like, Graphics are the, like the grass and the like the grass and the foliage at the bottom like i, I find myself just staring at, at, at how lush the environment is and i'm like they were really over exaggerating but you know it's xbox so i'm not even surprised like what xbox got a little warm and now they're talking about it's gonna burn down apartments you know, anything with Xbox, they just always go over the deep end. But the way they talked about Halo, like Halo's gonna look so terrible and so trash. But yeah. as soon as I went out on the on the ring, I was like, this place looks amazing. It's like it's living and breeding to a point that, dare I say, not even Breath of the Wild felt this. There's a lot of parts of Breath of the Wild that felt just pure empty. 
Mm-hmm. Like nothing is there. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's how it's supposed to be because of you know the rolling hills and the fields or whatever. But on Halo, there always seems like there's something interesting to see on the ring. There always seems like something on the ring gonna pull your attention. Either is it the beautiful um, vistas, or you know when you go up on the top of the mountain and look over, and then the grapple hook, the hook. I mean the grapples. Can we all just give you know? some credit to 343 for the grapple. The grapple shot shall never leave Halo ever again. <laughs> it is so fundamental to what dif- like differentiates Halo Infinite from every other Halo. Because I could get my Spider-Man on, for, for lack of like a better phrase. Like, it, it, it works with so many things. It works with those blasted jackals and their, their shields. It works when you need to get out, of, get out of Dodge. It works when you need to make an approach from a, from off the cliff or from a different direction that you would never be able to do in any other Halo. Like this Halo, when you fall off the stage, you and you got the grapple, y'all. You're like, I'm good. I, I got this. We we back. We back out here, boys. Especially when you got the power up to stop the cooldown to make, basically make you can use it whenever you want. Man, it's I think it's a little too powerful, too good because it makes you don't even want to use any other tool or whatever the case may yeah. be. But but like I said, like it, it to me the ring itself. I can't wait to see. No, I haven't finished the game at all, but I'm I'm pretty sure that this isn't anywhere close to. I can't wait to see what other stuff they add to the Halo because it's a live service game over the, the next five or whatever however long years. I just hope they don't do it like GTA because we're gonna riot. If I don't, yes, you can upgrade the, the the multiplayer, but don't don't do the GTA nonsense where you don't you ignore the single player for ten years. Nah, that's like, not happening. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, I need they to got a plan. They they got a plan. This is gonna go a long time, but you, you'll get campaigns. You'll get yeah. You'll, and let's see some It's gonna be done right. They, I really okay. feel like uh, they're on the right track now. They just had to launch this, and then uh, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I, I am I am very um what's the word I'm looking for? I am very confident in them because what they did with um CDs. CDs launched pathetically. Mm. Like but now right. CDs is one of the best multiplayer games you can play, period, anywhere. So and that's three short years. So I'm like Halo launch in a good spot. Like Halo launch at a nine out of ten for me. You're right. So imagine three years from now, what the hell is gonna be when it got forged, when it got all these other stuff. Probably like, will get Battle Royale, I think. I mean, I know it's... Of course, yeah. Stuff. I keep telling people, why are you mad if they put in that mode? You don't have to play that mode. Right, Yeah, I just, it's going to be a mode. It's going to be a Battle Royale mode. I don't like Swift. I don't play Swift. I don't like Oddball. I'm not going to play Oddball. You don't like VR, then don't play. Right, exactly. Why are people playing? Like, when, no, like, I, think like that's I, said, way, I think that's the way they'll do it. It'll just be like Big Team Battle... Slayer, or you know, freaking uh, that. You know, they call the, it the, something uh, else. They call it something else yeah, other than Halo Endless like or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's that, like, it, but but I, I love the direction they're going. This is the best start for any live service game they have made so far. Even though, to be fair, to put some 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 criticism on them, criticism. I don't understand how you launch the game without simple things like free for all. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Slayer playlist that's unacceptable, yeah, that's, but it's that's coming very cool. quickly. It's coming within a week of launch, so I'll let it slide. But that's unacceptable. Like, and the, the, the four that they gave us is just practicing a bare minimum. What yeah. about the stuff like Team Snipers, Team Swords, Shoddy like, Snipers? Yeah, 
Yeah, like there's so many other modes. Like that's what makes it separates to me. What separates Halo from every other shooter out there is two things. One, it's about skill. You can have the better, you know, well, to a point. Because <laughs> if you get a rocket launcher, you know you can do really. But to a point where Halo seems like the only game FPS game that I can run into you, and you can catch you can catch me with my back turned. But if I'm better than you. I can reverse that and kill you nine times out of ten. So, so that's the that is one of the, the hallmarks of Halo. And another hallmark of Halo is to me basically Halo is the only game to me that respects their 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 their, their player base with the modes. Like with, with, I can play, I can go and play Halo and play a different type of mode. And then that's not even including Forge stuff. That's the crazy part. We're just talking about like like snipers, shotties. Uh, or SWAT, or, you know what I'm saying, like, things like that, and now, like, like what you said, they could add BR or whatever, like, Halo could be, like, literally the biggest, the biggest, most, um, like, like, sweet multiplayer suite, uh, Halo Infinite could be the biggest, most. I just hope that the game don't get to a point where it's 300 gigabytes, like, like how, um, uh, Warzone. what you call it is, Warzone, yeah, like, I just, just as long as they, they don't get like that, or, because maybe they can let you, install whatever part of the game you want. Like if you want to install the campaign only or the multiplayer only or some certain parts of the multiplayer because I can't take no 400, no 300 gigabyte game. That's capped. But that, that's, that's, that's something for later on. Yeah, especially with the internal drives, uh, the size of them on the uh, Series X, right? So, oh man. But yeah, I mean... I mean, yeah, I mean, I do have my my fair share of criticisms, too, especially on, like, the multiplayer side. Don't get me wrong, I, I do really enjoy the multiplayer, but uh, I don't want to drag the conversation down with it, because we've talked about this before on the show, but, yeah, I'm, I, like, I, I'm really kind of sour on, like, you know, you can't, like, miss, mix and match, like, the armor, like, colors with the, you know, and the cores, like, the armor cores, the armor uh, and such, but, uh, I mean, that's probably for another conversation, but I, I really hope that they do address a lot of things down the line um but i would love to hear like some other guys on the panel's thoughts like whoever's played the campaign uh mld i know you've uh, spent some time with the campaign too probably around the same as me from the sounds of things uh, how are you liking it so far uh yeah from the sounds of it i think you and me are exactly at the same point uh, i just recently beat the second boss not to go into spoilers but um there's so many things i that are fresh and I, they're done right, and I don't want... It's like, I don't want to go back to the old ways. Like, I like this edition of boss battles. How, um, how they, they built up this personality. They actually... The writing's actually very, very good. A big step up from Halo 5, that's for sure. Like, it puts weight to these boss encounters, so I really enjoy that. Um, the writing, like, Chief, he doesn't talk as much. He only says what needs to be said has some great one-liners that I'm sure we will be repeating uh, years later. The pilot, he has that, like, that, like, pessimistic human approach. Cortana's like the comic relief. I like the new Cortana. I feel like there's a lot of room for this uh, dynamic for her and Chief to grow and, like, become, like, another, like, like the next, like, you know, like, dynamic duo, if you will, right? I like that there's a lot of mystery going on. They, of course, they glossed over a lot of things after Halo 5, and they're drip. They're just drip feeding you this information, but that's okay, because as as a lore guy myself, I sp I read all the books. I know all the lore that that rivals that of the Halo YouTubers out there. If I no, not to toot my own horn, but I like 
lately, it feels like there's no mystery anymore. It feels like we've figured out all the forerunners, uh, all, all their secrets out. We've gone back to an uh, to a Halo game where things are mysterious again, where there's questions again, and I love that. It's like a yeah. back to basic approach. We are exactly where we were at in Halo One, thinking to ourselves, "Who are these forerunners? Why did they build this? All that stuff." And I'm sure, like we're gonna get, we're gonna get campaign expansions down the line that are gonna shake things up, expand the story, and all that stuff. But right now, I'm just I'm just soaking it in right now. I it, it's not open world. We all know that, but it feels open world. Like I just like I just spent a lot of time just running around, grapple you know grapple shotting up up uh, up mountains and looking around like j- just to see what's going on, what's out there. Like I'm doing all the side objectives, which I think they don't seem grindy to me. I love them. Like I do these assassination missions, and the the perk of that, if you kill the leader, you get their uh, their weapon of choice at at the forward operating bases. Mm-hmm. So it's like I got an energy sword now, like on demand. Like and you, as the game goes by, you you can get better stuff. Like eventually, we'll be able to get tanks in the campaign, like on demand. So and it's just. For rewarding exploration, I love it. It's it's exact. I love this change. I really do. The gameplay is on point. The best gunplay like in a long time with Halo. The, the the enemies are great. Like the grunts are hilarious. Like they they made they made them funny again. There's so many lines. I haven't heard the same line twice from the enemies, which is good. Like they really you heard the scream, the bloody murder scream from the oh, grunt. Oh wow! Oh yeah, screams aside. I mean, there's just there's a specific one there. Like holy shit. Whoever did that scream? I've seen a clip of them doing um, one of the brutes do a, do a grunt at Master Chief, like up the tower. It's crazy. I'm oh, like, yeah. how are they gonna do the grunt? Oh, I encountered that too for the first time today. Like it was, it was like it was like whoa! <laughs> like the grunt just does the suicide grunt charge. The brute just picks him up and chucks him at me. Uh, yeah, grapple. Yeah, the grapple shot's amazing. Like you get like the university said before. I use it to, uh, to explore, but I also use it to get away. I use it to attack. Like, there's so many uses. Like, of all the games that use a grapple shot, I think the Halos is by far the most. Uh, you could get the most uses out of it. That's for sure. Like, I don't want. I don't. I don't use the threat set, the threat detector or the other stuff anymore. Like, it's just the grapple shot. Like, that's that's so fun. Well, it's funny you say that too, because during that one boss fight uh, that we were mentioning. I, like they really want you to use the threat detector, which it is very useful. But I just use the grapple shot. I just found it easier to like maneuver around. So. Oh yeah, same here. The game, the Corton kept trying to nudge you <laughs> to like use the threat sensor, but nah, I just got some like you pick up some fusion coils. You just chuck them uh, in the general direction. You know, uh, without going any any further detail, mm-hmm. it was a good fight. Like not using the threat the threat sensor. Uh, it was like fighting the predator, you know. Like, yes. there's a, a little sense of uh, suspense and, uh, you know, a little bit of tension in the air. Oh, totally. Uh, no, I'm, I'm loving this. Before. Yeah, me too. Uh, Centurion, my quiet friend, I know you've been listening to all of us uh, kind of ramble on here. What, uh, what's your thoughts? Have you been playing it? Yes, yeah, so I've been playing it. I thought it'd be fun to just kind of sit back, listen to everybody, soak in what they had to say. Um... I mean, I could definitely go on all day on different aspects of what's going on with this game, uh, like what's going on with the Metacritic. Um, part of what's going on with the Metacritic is the most fundamental flaw of Metacritic of all, and that's what I've always been against, and that's their their shit-ass algorithm. 
Um, they basically, uh, like, uh, we're going to use Jeff Grubb as an example. When somebody personally came at him for reviewing Returnal um, on, by Metacritic standards at a 70, but he actually gave it a 3 out of 5. And by the way, Metacritic algorithms things, well, on a 5-point system, everything is 20 points, and so therefore it gave it a 70. And that's one of the big fundamental flaws of Metacritic is that their algorithm is absolute trash. It's not meant for this. People's livelihoods should not fall on Metacritic. I have always been against Metacritic. Um, I'm not saying that they shouldn't exist, but I've, I've never been a big fan of how they do things just because I've already seen the flaws through the algorithm just by studying exactly what Metacritic does. Um, on to Halo, it's a very great game. Um, it definitely is deserving of all the accolades that everybody's giving it. Um, going out to the criticism, to the people that like to like overly criticize things or expect way too much, in my opinion, online, if you're going to be making expectations like that or making criticisms on that scale, you better have your job on lockdown. You better not, if I was to walk into your job tomorrow, I better not find one damn thing wrong with your performance or how you do your job. But in today's world, it's hard to even find a person that can correctly make French fries, in my opinion. Um, there's yeah. always, excuse me? Who said what? No. No, I was saying that you you assume that they have a job, but <laughs> yeah, no, I I would agree. I'm not. Always, well, I will never. That's another argument, but I'm just gonna say that definitely. Whenever I go out, um, I find people always slipping in customer service, um, other aspects of things that going on in stores. Um, I even walk into my own department that I'm in charge of at my job, and I stand there and be like, I could do that better, I can do this better. There's always room for improvement. And that's what Halo is doing, at least the developers over at 343. They're acknowledging what's going on with the game. They're acknowledging all the, uh, we'll say complaints, but also all the criticisms and all the input that are coming from the community. They understand what they want. But also, at the same time, I do feel kind of bad for some of the developers over there because there was, in my opinion, some horrible mismanagement over at 343 um, by a few years ago. Whatever happened, um, they went in, changed a few things, brought in a couple of great people to help stabilize it. If anything is to be said about what Dre Jason Schreier put out there on how the game kind of got scrapped and all this, that, and the other happened... I almost want to applaud 343, uh, at least the developers over there, because they obviously stayed the course. They could have thrown their hands up and said F it, but they didn't. Um, they did everything they could to get the game over the finish line in the condition that it was. And in my opinion, I think that's a really good condition. I mean, we got really great graphics. Mm -hmm. We actually have a very good solid multiplayer experience that just needs a little bit of expansion and some fine tuning when it comes to modes and stuff like that. Um, but the campaign, I feel like really hit the nail on the head, at least for me, when I was first watching the trailers, I got those Far Cry vibes, but I feel bad comparing it to Far Cry j coming just off of Far Cry six. Um, but 
I feel they did it better than Far Cry. Like that first outpost you go to where they're dismantling um, UNC materials to basically to create mm-hmm. their own. It feels like the bases actually have a purpose and a meaning. Um, hey, it just, yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. But go ahead. No, I'm not. that. To me, I'm not even giving anything on that. I'm just saying that the bases actually feel like they have meaning. It wasn't you're just dropped on a halo ring. Go capture points A, B, C, and D. They actually have a purpose to their existence. There's a reason why there's bases to be captured. There's reasons why there's these points that you're going to use to establish yourself. And you're just not going in to capture points to capture them. There's an actual reason for their existence. Also on top of that, the high value targets and how there's personality to some of the leaders that actually lead what's going on on these outside of the bosses. The boss fights are absolutely excellent. I mean, that first one you go through um, before you even really kind of get on the ring and you're just like wow this is totally unique and different for halo i'm excited for this um, like, like i started to think about all the other halos i'm like why didn't was, was this never in all the other halos before like why did it take like the sixth one like i right. just feel like 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 yeah there was no mini bosses and stuff like this like in the old ones and i'm like it seems so simple that but you know hey it is what it is well, it, it's going beyond what Halo originally did. With Halo, I mean, let's really think about it. In the first game, we had Master Chief and the, the head elite guy that eventually became the Arbiter. Then we had the Arbiter who eventually led to a, a main brute character. But those were really it outside of the Prophets. You never saw them acknowledge a grunt or a jackal, and that's where these high-value targets come in. I was completely surprised that one of the high-value targets was a grunt that had his own personal name, his own little personal blaster. And, I mean, I knew that there was going to be equipment involved in going after these high-value targets. I thought it was going to be, like, armor, but it turns out, at least from right now for me, it's collecting certain weapons, which I totally, I'm a nut for collectathons and just grinding out everything you can uh, in an area before you tackle the story missions. Um, and that's where I just feel that this new breath that Halo has been giving into the franchise is really kind of hitting it off for me. I'm more excited about Halo than I ever have been since Halo 3. And they really did a very good job, in my opinion. Yes, there's some tweaking, but not at any time am I going to drag them down and say that this was horrible, that was horrible, and it should have been this, that, and the other. Because for any of that to take place, we would have had to probably have another delay involved just to get it to the point where everybody says it should be. And I don't really feel that's necessary and I'm not saying that games need to be com- coming out broken, but the game did not come out broken. It just came out lacking a few features that can be added over time. And that's where, like, uh, one of the biggest criticisms, like, Forge wasn't there when it was launched. If memory serves me right, Forge wasn't there when Halo 5 came out. Um, it, These are sometimes things that just get added afterwards. I remember the Division original, the original Division game, was not exactly all that great, but over time, by adding content and taking uh, input from the community, The Division became a very awesome, great game. And I feel this is the same thing that can be said for Halo. And we all know about how Microsoft and the executives over there and 343 
are listening to the community, especially Microsoft and the executives. They actually do a good job of listening to the community. They're very active with the community that supports them. Um, they're not stoically silent like other brands. We see Larry Erb and other uh, Phil Spencer and other members of the executive family over there actually active on social media and engaging with people. Shout out to, um, to what's the name? Shout out to, to Sarah Bond, by the way. You feel me? Go ahead, my bad. No, I, I, I yeah. Well, like uh, one of the stories that I heard about over the week was about how um, a very, very large Halo fan decided to put out a tweet about himself, uh, about how he had to work the day Halo came out, and he took a photo in front of, I guess, a very immaculate Halo collection. And based, the developers over at 343 um, made some phone calls, and they made it to where this individual was given a code to play the game a day early before all of us. Um, just because uh, they support they awesome. support the community. I mean, that's just something that's very awesome. touching. And that's where I feel Halo is in good hands with 343. I have always championed and said that keep Bungie the F away from Halo because they love to take away content where I feel the developers over at 343 respect the players of the game and they don't want to go down that avenue of doing things to the game that are going to completely alienate the fan base. All they're trying to do is obviously get the game out now and give us stuff that we mention or have criticisms about. I could go on all day, but I'm very happy with what's going on with Halo. I've enjoyed the story that I've played so far. I just got past uh, the first, um, I guess the second boss, you would say. Um, but that's where... I mean, I want to play more of the game. I just haven't had much time because I work way too damn much. Yeah, well, I'm in the same position, so I I'm a little further down than you, but I agree, though. 343 really does deserve a lot of credit. And um, for a studio that a lot of people were saying was done and sucks, they're one of their most valuable right now. They did a great job here. I just want to build off that point you were saying before about Bungie. As a lore fan, I'm glad Bungie's not with Halo anymore because they refer to Halo Wars as a soulless cash grab and they disregarded the entire extended universe when writing Halo Reach's story. So, And then you yeah, got yeah. Destiny 1 story, which we all know was terrible. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad 343, despite their missteps, they have an attention to the detail with the lore. And I feel like after some Halo 5 missteps, they're back on the right track. So I now, think 343 isn't perfect. 343 yeah. isn't perfect, but one thing I can say is that they damn sure a better studio than Bungie. Yeah. Bungie caught lightning in the, in the bottle, right? Um, right. For the first three, ga um, three games, right? And then to me, what happened is they went off on their own, and Bungie has yet to show, since they've been out on their own, that they can deliver a critical successful critically successful game a right now destiny is not don't get me wrong destiny pvp is is great but to me destiny is uh, i just can't deal with the, the business model of destiny and like i said basically destiny we all know every time they launch like when they got a 70 something vote time for metacritic and what hit what did 343 got a 90 a 84 an 86 and an 87 like or something like that so it's like 343 has not really released any bombs and we know they celebrate that they're halo and halo 5 is like the worst of all but it still wasn't that it wasn't terrible the multiplayer was 
was was serviceable and the story was meh. Story was terrible to be fair, but it's still Halo gunplay, so it's it, it it was great. And to me, I just keep telling people that 314 this myth going around that somehow 343 has like destroyed the Halo franchise. The Halo franchise has like haven't been in in a great spot like this since since Halo Three launch. Yeah, like now, right now, now, now they've put it back. Right. I mm. mean, listen, after five. Let's go back and let's think. Five was bad compared to this. This isn't even. This five is not even touching the amount of like memorable experiences I've already had. And this is I'm uh, you know say forty percent way through the game, not even close. So they they got it right. I think that they. I really think that they got it right here and. It was just a crazy development, and now they're moving forward, and they're gonna they're gonna do good. I think that they're in the, they position themselves in the right position, and uh, they got they just gotta listen to fans <coughs> like they're doing, and everything's gonna be fine. You know, uh, it's a hit, and I, I didn't think my heart of hearts told me that it would something would go awry and it wouldn't do anything, but they they exceeded my expectations. They, you know, nailed it. This is going to be probably all of our games of the year to this 2021. I mean, that's the way it feels like, at least for me, like easily my game of the year for this year. Mm -hmm. Now, Shock Buddy, I would love to hear your opinion on the game because, like, I know you've been playing through it uh, much like us. Uh, Yeah, like, tell us, what you know, how's your experience so far? Yeah, I kind of get the same feeling when... Like, I first played, uh, I know everybody's saying, like, not everything's <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Uh, but it's, it's just kind of that similar feeling when you're, like, playing, going from linear Zelda. And then you're just like, oh, this is completely different, you know, not knowing if it will work. Um, and it's kind of that same feeling. And it's really cool how you can just, like, um, just attack. You can actually strategize a lot more of, like, how you're going to go about, okay, I'm going to attack, even like main missions, at least the, you know, entrance of it. Obviously, some of the main missions still end up being somewhat linear um, once you actually like get inside like a certain base. But sometimes you have to like, uh, you know, break through a fortress to get into that, you know, uh, corridor space that's linear because you're going actually inside the like forerunner structure. Um, but it's cool how you can attack some of those. And I did get a good cook, uh, good kick out of, um, some of the assassination missions. Like I think I posted one of them. It felt like I was playing one of the first early bosses that you were, uh, attacking. Like he was cloaking himself and the cloak actually works pretty well in this game. Whereas like in the first game back then you could still kind of make out it's sometimes hard to see him, but for the most part most part you could usually like make out where they were um but when they cloak themselves in this name they like disappear real easy on you if you're not like paying attention to your like audio um but yeah it's been pretty awesome so far and the grapple's been i think spawn wave made a good point that one probably needs its own (laughs) dedicated button uh because it's basically something you're gonna just use a lot often or you know pretty often um, and it's even in that first cutscene, you know, you see him with the grapple shot, like it's a main piece of his armor because he even tries to show it off with when he's trying to fight uh, 
I forget the uh, the main guy's name from Halo Wars 2, but uh, but yeah, you still see it in that uh, first one, uh, Atriox, um, when he's trying to like grapple up and it can't reach, and then he's just like left in space. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've had a blast. I will say that I can't tell you where I am in the game as far as like, hey, I'm on the what mission because I've totally lost track of that mm-hmm. <laughs> just because you're doing other missions in between. Um, cause you can, that's a cool thing. You can just tackle it the way you want. Um, usually I, if I'm going towards what I see as kind of a new main mission, I'll just choose maybe, okay, maybe I'll do one or two that are like on the way. So I'm not like getting so far sidetracked, uh, like I did with like Skyrim where I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to do doing the story, but now I'm doing a million different things, never finish the game. And then <laughs> I'm doing all these other side quests. Um, but yeah, it's dope so far. I think the story They've really touched base. Uh, if you've played like Halo 4, just like really personalizing the story. I think that's one thing that 343 was good at, other than 5, because I don't know. I, I can't remember that story, but I can remember 4, <laughs> and I can remember this one. There's definitely parts in there where it's like, when you're, especially, I, you don't need to have played, like you can jump into this game without Halo, like playing the other ones, but if you have played them, like there's some of those beats in there where it's just like it kind of like starts to hit a little bit more at your emotion just because like you've played for the past 20 years, like you grew up with these like characters and these in, the, in those relationships between like Chief and Cortana. So there's some parts in there that it harkens back to the original CE of like scenes and audio. And you're like, it kind of really hits you. So, but the boss battles have been pretty sick and intense. Definitely played on heroic. It's um, because legendary. That, that's the only bad part is that you can't just easily change the difficulty. You've never been able to do that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think some 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 of those later bosses you might get halfway in, but some of those later bosses are gonna toss your salad later. <laughs> yeah, on legendary. But. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, go ahead. I'm not gonna touch uh, legendary just yet. I'm doing it on heroic myself because that's like the the it's sweet spot. spot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I I usually yeah. I I think I said this pre-show to Uni, but I I usually play uh, legendary after the fact because I have a you know you get a familiar familiarity with uh, you know the environment, the enemies, and so on. And just second time around on legendaries is that it's a pretty nice experience when, when you know what you're uh, getting into. Uh, but man, jackal snipers, by the way, they're still a pain in the ass, huh? <laughs> they are. Oh my god, they piss me off. <laughs> oh yeah. So, Invader, if I can add one thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was wanting to point out that it's one of the biggest gripes that I've seen about this game is the lack of co-op, and it seems to come up in every single review. And I think it's really interesting because, in my opinion, reviews should be based on the product that is offered at hand. It shouldn't be based on what you think the game is lacking. Um, Obviously, we all know that co-op is something that Halo has made um, a good stepping stone on for um, why it is at the position that it is when it comes to FPS. But I just really think it's interesting that in every review you read, it talked about how, you know, FPS, I mean, not FPS, co-op wasn't there. But meanwhile, over on another camp with Last of Us 2, we can have a developer come out and say that it's going to have multiplayer altogether. 
and it gets ripped from the game, and it's and never mentioned in a, and they, and it's not mentioned in a single damn review. So that's 94. where I and that's where I question: Is it possible for a Halo game to ever get above a ninety? Just because it's wrong to review and grade on a curve, but you can't deny that it happens because I don't care who, what review you read, blah, 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 no co-op. Oh, but, but, but they're going to give it to us free of charge. Meanwhile, I got my bottom dollar on, I got 20 bucks on, there's going to be a next-gen version of Last of Us 2 that's going to come out. We'll call it the Director's Cut. And we're probably going to be sold the multiplayer experience that should have originally came with the game for $69.99 or possibly even more. And that's one of the things I'm chuckling at is co-op is coming. Um, let's take a look at the real situation. They're trying to support multiple generations of console, both the Gen 8 and the Gen 9 consoles. And, and we... And, and, and yes. And the big thing is we saw what happened with Cyberpunk in in overestimating how much power they think they could squeeze out of the older consoles and i think that's something that microsoft probably got a little trepidatious over and dialed it back and we're like we got a problem we're probably going to have to pause co-op because of the other platforms because how would these people feel if microsoft came out and was like uh right now co-op is uh series x and series s only I think that'd make people feel a certain way. So they wanted to be fair and just pause co-op altogether um, because of the fact that there is going to be some limitations on the older hardware. And I just really feel that it's really interesting that in the game reviews, every single one mentions lack of co-op, lack of co-op, but we're not supposed to be reviewing what the game lacks. We're supposed to be reviewing based on the product that they hand you. Yes. Clear double standard here at play. Very I, clear. I do think that those are valid criticisms of, uh, like, again, the commentary in, um, you know, d different outlets. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do have to go the other way and point out that 343 does sort of have a track record when it comes to keeping some features out. Like, I remember with Halo 4, it was theater mode, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that did come later on, but it, it was kind of left out. Uh, again, Halo 5, it, uh, again, people talk, it didn't uh, launch with Forge. And it was kind of, there wasn't a lot of maps at launch either, if I'm to uh, be honest. Uh, granted, that did come about. This is all stuff that was added. But let's, again, redirect at Last of Us. The developer said there was going to be multiplayer, and it was completely nixed from the game, and they were never. And guess and what? Here we are, and, two full years later. Yeah, from and, the and, and, and that was announced. Exactly, and not only that, open, but we're not even guaranteed uh -huh. to get it free of charge. Yes, yeah. and we haven't even had any update. At least Microsoft Studios, they update you all the time. Hellblade, they've updated you all every step of the way. Here's what we're doing now. Here's what we're doing now. Bungie 343's announcing it every weekly, what they're adding to the, to the game, what we're listening to every week. Where do you get that? Oh, like no, no absolutely. absolutely, and their communication has been pretty good, and they've been on top of things like that, especially with, you know, a bunch of the multiplayer stuff, and that's great. I'm just saying that, you know, to be fair, they do have a track record of not getting some things in on time when they should. Granted, I mean, yeah, they do bring it. 
but I mean, I, I just, I do have to point that out. Like some of these features like co-op, like forge, I mean, they are a bit out. I mean, we still don't have an exact time period on them. And I mean, I do plan on doing a review for this game and I will review what I have because I think it's just, it's fair to review just what you have right in front of you. But at the same time, there is some stuff that should be like, oh, you know, maybe that should have, you know, like, why couldn't they fit that in for the game's development period? What, like six, seven years? Like, there are some things where I'm like, well, you know, why couldn't they get co-op in? Why couldn't they... Like, even stuff like campaign scoring, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I didn't see it pop up. Like, there are a few things I'm just kind of, like, I do scratch my head on, which I do think it is fair to point out. How hard it would be. Maybe. Like, again, I'm not a developer. Like, I do do give them the benefit of the doubt, honestly. It's just, especially with the conditions that have been the last two years. I mean, hey, don't get me wrong. I understand. I I totally understand that. But I'm just saying they they do kind of have a track record, you know, of... uh... Let's let's just... That's where they have a track record, but let's also just... let's. Okay, fine. Let's go back to the old archaic dinosaur ways. Co-op is in the games. And it's only going to work between the Xbox One generation with other Xbox Ones. And the Series X co-op only works with Series X co-op because you'd have two different versions of the game. That's like, let's, that would like, everybody does not want to acknowledge that for the first time in gaming period, a game is not only cross-platform between PC and Xbox, but it is also generational cross-platform it's able to go to other older consoles that don't have as much power like if we really wanted to look at a good example of a game that released in two different versions we'll use shadow uh, shadows of mordor a game that came out on the 360 had none of the nemesis program inside it because the console could not handle it Meanwhile, on the Xbox One, the premiere version of the game had the Nemesis program, and all the enemy AI had their own personality. They'd come back, they'd talk trash to you. That was a complete package, and therefore, the basically the other gen- the older generation was completely penalized by not being able to have that experience because their console could not handle that. And I am applauding Microsoft for at least attempting to do what they're trying to do. And all the criticisms on this whole co-op situation and everything else are, in my opinion, totally, and this isn't directed towards anybody, but it's very unfounded because of the fact that literally we, we all want our games to be cross-form. We want, we want, we want, we want, but we don't realize the sacrifices that are needed to gr- get us to that point. And sometimes to get, a really great, to get a really great outcome, some sacrifices are involved. And that's where, yeah, regretfully, co-op had to be sacrificed, but not completely, but only for a few months. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, well, we still don't have specific dates on that yet, but again, I am giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm still playing through this, but I, again, there is some stuff missing, so I mean, that is a valid criticism, I would say. However, guys, I mean, when you look at what's been released, like, again, I've seen some comments in the chat um you know you look at how uh the latest call of duty launched not very good from what i'm to understand battlefield is a little bit of a mess from again from we've talked about it too i mean halo is in a prime position at the moment really i mean the the campaign is looking pretty uh, smooth and solid the multiplayer 
you know, it's definitely pretty fun. I mean, guys, I mean, Halo, it's definitely uh, stealing the sunshine, I would say, at this point. What do you guys think? Like, uh, you know, is uh, Halo going to be dominating this holiday season? Oh, easily. I mean, look, I mean, you got to feel of the crowd, like, uh, in regards to Call of Duty and Battlefield. Uh, you know, Battlefield numbers are dropping. I mean, uh, the game's going to get better, of course. So, uh, we all know that, but... Uh, feels like there's a little bit of franchise fatigue on both sides. Uh, I think Call of Duty, a lot of people just aren't feeling the World War II uh, theme this year. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are just giving that a pass. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, let's let's face facts here. Halo, worst case, it could have been the next Cyberpunk, but they they ride the ship. They got Joe's. They got Stan on board. They uh, and they made the best that they could with the situation because I think we all know that three four three. Had a management shakeup, some some kind of problem uh, managing the project. But I feel like it's all we're out of the woods now. It's all uphill from here, and Halo Infinite will just keep adding content, adding more, adding more. Because end of the day, it is far. Uh, it's more hard to fix bad core gameplay than I, I'd rather have what we have right now, where the core gameplay foundation is solid. And all they need to do is just keep building on that. If the core gameplay was was messed up, the, the game would, would be dying like like right now, as, as we speak. Oh, absolutely. And keep Joseph Satan, please, for the love of God. Just keep him around for a bit. <laughs> Give him a raise, something, anything. Well, I don't think he was ever gone. It was just he was elevated to a different position, <laughs> right? When, uh, what was it, the changes were announced and... Uh... I don't like Joe Staten. I I trust Joe Staten to to do things with Halo. So to me, he's uh, I don't know, he's the perfect guy to uh, for you know to make Halo successful. So I'm I'm glad they put it in his hands and just to oversee the franchise and so on. Um, again, a lot of people forget like how many how much stuff Joe Staten has done within um like Microsoft Game or Xbox Game Studios. I should say like Recore for example. Very very good story. And I think he also did work with Crackdown as well. Like, all over the place. Gotta really commend that guy. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, I'm really liking Halo. I gotta admit. Like, I'm early on, but I'm just really excited. Sorry, uh, somebody was talking? Oh, yeah, I mean, the game, it, it, like, I guess people are saying it's, like, not open world. But, like, this game is, like, huge. You can go for, like, what seems like miles and miles in the game. Um, before you get to a point where you can't like, like go any further. Um, I was just doing that with the grapple, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of need need to unlock that uh, wasp so I can get around. But luckily, I found a bunch. There's plenty of banshees all around, but so you can get around and actually skip some parts where you actually don't have to. <laughs> if you're playing on legendary, definitely try to seek out those banshees that you find around the world because then you can easily skip through some. Uh, fortresses of those main missions to get to the door uh, but yeah i mean this game what they've done with the turmoil that they had to go through uh changing up you know after they were like oh because they were already starting on this i guess like uh sometime after halo 5 and from that reception totally like scrapping whatever they were doing there um and then how joseph's you know came in like hey this game from what we heard reports was like, hey, you had an open world kind of like this, but everything, it wasn't in a structured, um, like it wasn't keeping you feeling like you're playing Halo, like on a mission, kind of 
from the reports, it sounded like it was more like when you're playing Skyrim and hey, well, you can just get sidetracked and never finish the game. And like you're just doing all these other things, like if you're playing like Assassin's Creed or something. Whereas I guess when Joseph's came in, they were putting it more of a like, okay, keep you on target. Cool. You can do some of those side things, but here, let's bring you back and focus on like a telling a somewhat uh, similar you know, through line for the story. Um, but to, to write that ship and land where they are, like, I, I don't, that, I mean, that, that's, uh, that was pretty, you know, <laughs> surprising given all things considered, especially last year and how that went. So I agree with you. Like, this is the greatest turnaround I've ever seen for a video game before like release. Like what I mean by that, like I've seen turnarounds after the video game release, like, no man's sky or something like that like when you work hard to get it turned around and that's rare by itself but it's mm -hmm. very rare to see a game basically fall from the down to the depth where halo infinite was to where is it right now in a year like if you told me like like there were people out here talking about like i said anytime it's xbox period but especially halo with xbox people exaggerate and Everything it has to be like times a billion. So there was people out here in the media talking about how Halo Infinite has to be perfect. It has to be basically like basically putting the bar on the level that's unattainable right. by any game. So my point is, even though um, Halo Infinite to me um, reached all of our expectations, just think about where it was last year with Craig, where <laughs> at that point in time Xbox had. A terrible reputation just coming off of the Xbox One generation. They're about to launch. They had to just literally delay the one exclusive they were launching with that's on the box. They had to do that, bro. And they still turned it around to be a positive where the community as a whole and gamers are happy with Xbox with one calendar year. That alone, everybody in, in leadership deserves a raise. And, of course, the, the workers. Everybody in Xbox deserves a, a raise for this Christmas just because of to, to turn things around from for the brand and Halo and 343 by itself. I could only imagine the amount of hours 343 put in over this la next year. Because you know if the Xbox and the people at the top have to come back, they have to lose all that money from marketing and stuff. They already had everything planned. They already had all of that ready. And they basically had to go back to the drawing board for a whole year Hire Joseph, like um, Joseph, put like more people, good people in charge of the project. Give them more resources, more money, more funding, more budget. All of that for a year, and it literally paid off because the game is the game of the year so uh, for, for the for the year. There's no game that released this year that even touched. Like I said, other games like Ratchet and Clank is a good game, but it doesn't give me not even one tenth what Halo gives me where Halo gives me thousands of re replayable hours in multiplayer. I don't even have to spend a penny to play it. And they give me the campaign, and they're going to expand upon the campaign, and the campaign is, is amazing and great. So like I said, it's like two games in one, and literally Xbox gamers are spoiled. Yeah, it's Sorry. funny. When people say how uh, people tease online how Halo's like half a game, quote-unquote, I, I just respond back, what Halo does give you day one is still more content and replayability than anything the competition put out this year. So what does that say? If 
a uh, a chopped up Halo is still offering more than what what else you're used to. You know? Yeah. They don't demand better. They don't see that what you're asking uh, from Halo. Why don't you ask for that from other for every every publisher? Why don't you treat every developer like you treat three four three? Talking about unlimited budget, like they come up with anything. If you think three four three has an unlimited budget, like these people are crazy. So my, my point is like what, what they say. They say anything because they want to put you in a clip Xbox in a position. Um, in perception where they can fail, where mm-hmm. it's guaranteed they're going to fail because Halo has to be this. It, it has to, Halo right now is rated the same rating as Spider-Man. So anytime somebody comes to me and tells me Halo Infinite is trash or it's not great, I said, then you're telling me Spider-Man isn't great because y'all told me that was a system seller and a banger. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I, I agree with all that. Uh, one of the things that I find out is, is that a lot of the, oh, the things that people were worried about going into the game were the graphics, and coming out of it, nobody's complaining about the graphics. Everyone kind of feels like the graphics are awesome. Yeah, I don't know if it's because they, they are too scared to get ratioed to Oblivion because they've been getting ratioed all year on Twitter. Anytime they do dumb stuff like like running the dog in circles or chopping down trees with Kratos. <laughs> or looking for proof physics, so I think they might be scared to do it because I I was waiting for the the eight hundred percent zoom on ten eighty p, I mean on ten p on one one eighty p. Wait, one eighty? No, yeah, the game one hundred and eighty p. No, the game yeah. is beautiful. The game is beautiful beyond belief. Like they got the art style is really on point, and just the little details, whether it be like uh, different particles, lighting. And just the detail of the character models themselves, I mean, they're really fantastic and have been blowing me away. You know, all these, uh, you got these fusion coils that you can pick up. Some are blast, some are more electrical. You throw them, you chuck them, and sometimes there'll be a whole bunch of them laying around, and then they'll just, like, blow the crap out of everything. You'll see enemies fly by, and just, like, it's a spectacle, really, to behold. Um... Uh, with some of the stuff that they go on, I gotta admit, I I, I am impressed with what, what I've seen so far from the uh, the slip space engine, and just the amount of work that has gone into the campaign and the details and the environments. Again, some uh, uh, some on the podcast have pointed out like you know different areas, different camps, and and so on, and like just the amount of detail. And then oh, there's actually stuff that goes on. It's not just a random outpost here. It's like they've actually put work into making it more identifiable. And I really appreciate that too. Not to mention the um, bosses. For me, my my initial moment of wow, this is very well done, at least when it comes to an environmental build, was that moment in the beginning of the game when you walk into that area where all the drop ships are getting ready to be launched and you're like seeing them all up on the walls and you just look around and the draw distance and the machinery and everything that's moving around you're like wow this is this is detailed this is this is a lot and then when you go back into that room later on in that part of the story when all hell is breaking loose and now the room is completely freaking different um i I, that that right there was almost uh like the aha moment for me when it came to wow this is going to be a totally different experience i can't wait until i get down onto the ring oh yes oh you're still pretty early on then 
No, no, I'm I'm on the ring. I'm talk no, I'm talking like that first initial moment when you first start playing the game. Mm. Like I thought it was pretty cool how like if you could go watch all the trailers and all the other stuff and that's like probably the first like couple minutes of the game. It, like this whole time you're just been showing like basically the first few minutes of the game and you you're like right there and you I'm just amazed by the environment at the very beginning of the game. And the, my jaw-dropping moment is that moment when you literally walk up to that door and the door drops and you see Zeta Halo and you see all the the environmental effects when it comes to the weather, uh, the detail of the environment when it comes to the grass, the trees, the snow on the mountains. Um, I was just like, wow, th this is this is great right here. That like that this is like that moment when you walk out of the vault in a fallout game and all of a sudden you have the sun in your eyes and it goes away and you're exposed to this great expanse of a world that was what it gave me when i had that door drop down in halo and you're just like wow this is mine to explore this is going to be fun mm -hmm. yeah no that's uh well said centurion uh either way guys like this is a really awesome game again i'm only a few hours deep into it so far but i'm just enjoying every minute of it whether it be just screwing around doing the occasional actual miss mission but so far i'm really liking the campaign and i still haven't touched the multiplayer in a while oh, i need to get back into that but yeah i'm just i'm having a good time and it sounds like a lot of other people are as well i know there's a lot of uh very good thing said in the chat about it and yeah guys halo's back it's awesome uh remember guys tuning in uh don't forget to uh drop a like and share this out and sub to the channel if you're new here uh it's always great to uh see some new faces um all right fellas why don't we uh go over to another topic uh for the evening and that is the video game awards and we got some interesting results for the awards themselves as well as some pretty cool reveals and some new gameplay yeah guys let's you know let's talk about it centurion buddy i know you were keeping an eye on the show uh what would you like to start off with like what really like caught your eye to start off the show like the, the awards themselves the reveals gameplay like go ahead bud man where to start now i want to at least give jeff 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 Keeley. i've criticized him a lot over the years everybody knows i'm not exactly his biggest fan but he gained some respect, in my opinion, at least for me, uh, with his opening speech at the Game Awards. Um, we're not That's a subject that I know nobody wants to get into. I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I applauded him. Yeah, What'd right. you say? I agree with what your point is. and It's not really a much-talked-about talk, point, but it's kudos to you that you are correct. He, he, he was, it was very good that he did that. I was questioning whether or not he was even going to talk about it. And then it was just like, hi, everybody. No, no. Welcome to the Game Awards. I'm Jeff Keeley. Let's get real for a second. And it's like, oh, dude, he's going to open this up like this? Wow, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it showed that he meant that he was serious about it, which kind of I like. I like that because people were saying that, like, he was, like, trying to bury it, and he came right out, and he was like, nope, this is not, you know, don't even start. So, yeah, definitely. That's where I, Jeff Keeley, if I could, I'd shake his hand and say, good job, man. I, I enjoyed the show. Love what you had to say in the beginning. Um, 
I know there's always rooms for improvement when it comes to uh, how things were kind of like spaced out and some of the advertising. But in my opinion, I enjoyed the show. I watched the entire thing. Um, and man, where to start on what was put out? I mean, geez. Like, let's start with the big elephant in the room. Has anybody tried that Matrix Awakens part yet for the Xbox showing off the Unreal Engine 5? Oh, my freaking yeah. God. Um, yeah, That right there, it, what'd you say? Oh, I was just say it's gorgeous. Like, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Oh, dude, it go it gorgeous. Um, they show uh, when you play that demo, you actually get to see the amount of AI on the screen, how much the uh, the like basically the, the the how detailed the environments are because of how the engine works. Um, j awesome game. Uh, my wife actually literally at first thought I was actually watching a movie during that opening scene. Outside of like obviously there was some parts where they filmed the actors from the matrix but when it switched to the actual part where it was the game she swore to god i was still watching the movie but i mean yeah. we got a new star wars movie i mean not star wars movie star wars game coming out that's going to be absolutely amazing um obviously that's being done by quantic dream i have been wanting to just tackle the elephant in the room guess what guys quantic dream may have done things for playstation but they came out years ago and said that they are shifting to a multi-platform developer they do not want to remain as an exclusive developer making for one platform this star wars game is going to be multi-platform just because quantic dreams name is on it doesn't mean nothing at this point um, I know a lot of Alan Wake fans totally got excited over the fact that Alan Wake 2 is finally being created um, oh, I'm yeah. gonna be absolutely Oh, I'm going to be up front. I'm still in the bushes. I've never played the original Alan Wake. Um, but, when I, but when I hear a lot of people talk about Alan Wake, that's where there is the big question in the room. Are you guys ready for it to become survival horror? <clears throat> yes. Uh, not me. Not me. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm, I'm oh. usually a very uh, easygoing guy, as you guys know. Um, but that's something that I don't know. I don't know. I don't really quite get that because... Alan Wake, and if you get to play it, the story was the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, the ending is one of the most memorable ending ever in a video game for me. So the story was everything, and now you're just going to something. What is a survival horror? Is that like Jason? I don't even know what that uh, it's is. It's like Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah Resident like Evil. Limited ammo. Stuff yeah, like nah. basically they make the algorithm of the game make it feel like you're always one bullet away from running out or one health pack away wow. from not having enough. Wow. I mean, to keeping you on the edge. There was of a seat. similar feel to that, like in Alan Wake, like you had to yeah. pick up resources, but it but they usually gave you plenty. Um, whereas in Resident Evil Village, like I felt like, hey, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna finish the save file, but I ended up finishing it because I had just the right amount of bullets to make it through so yeah i mean listen i i think it could be good i just think that the first alan wake was a classic and uh you know I, listen i, I it, it probably will have a story um it's just i don't know it just seemed uh, a little curious to me that's but, cool they yeah. got jake gyllenhaal to uh do a face cast no i'm just joking <laughs> Tori, what what about it looks the a lot like him <laughs> I was like him or Jared Leto, one of the two. I have a question for Centurion. What did yes, you think sir. of the Hellblade? I think that was the most amazing thing ever. I am definitely so. I'm going to be truthful. I'm still in the bushes. I have yet to play the original Hellblade. 
but Jesus. that's because I work way too much and I've always got ADD on the brain and I can never figure out one game to stick with. I've played the the first parts of Hellblade, but not really got that detailed into it. But from what I'm seeing, it looks like it's going to be an amazing game. It looks like it's going to be a very graphically superior game. Don't care what nobody says. It looks very clean, very well polished. Um, there's like a very dark, dirty nature to the actual, like how the game looks. And I'm really wanting to see more of it. I mean, that scene where all the smoke and everything is filling up the screen and you're wondering what oh my god did they kill the giant what's going on and all of a sudden that dude comes running through the smoke on fire <laughs> um that right there i was just like this is gonna be a very very good game um i'm very it's good to see that they're keeping the psychological aspect of the game intact because you see in the preview of the game how she's questioning herself as a leader and the things that are happening to the people she's leading are affecting her mentally. And that's actually a big deal in real life. I mean, like, imagine um, a commanding, an actual commanding soldier who's leading his platoon and somebody gets killed under his watch. That That's something that you have to mentally handle in real life. And that's where she was having those questions as well in the preview trailer. So it's good to see that they're still going to have the psychological aspect of the game and just those stress levels intact from how the first game um, dealt with issues of the mind. I'm just very curious on, are, is she going to have some of the original underlying issues from the first game, or is she going to have totally different ones at this point? Because, you know, obviously the, she has progressed as a character, um, she had some closure with some of these other things from the first game just to acquire new things. I, I, I'm, that's the one thing I'm curious on, how they're going to keep up with the actual nature of Hellblade, which is, um, attack, which is tackling issues of the mind. Well, I mean, if you listen to the trailer, you hear like those same whispers that were present in the first game. So they were in that trailer. So I would say that she's still like grasping with things she's still again putting up that inner struggle with herself i mean i'd even question if those people with her are, are even real or are figments of her imagination so i don't know right she could be completely hallucinating and yeah. trying to tackle yeah. some kind of giant that means something totally because we all have our own giants and our own monsters well, that haunt us and for you listen this is your you have to go play the first game now just be. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited too because I get all the series X right patches. There, what you just said right there and that type of thinking is exactly why you have to finish the game, uh, mm -hmm. the first game. Uh, it's it's all about that, and uh, you know I think you should really play it. Use the um, guides if you have to because there's some puzzles that are annoying. But um, oh, I love it, puzzles. Yeah, it's honestly I think you should put it on your thing. Just because what you just said there really like it, it it pulls the heartstrings of the game. That's what it's about, and that's the question of that. Like the giant, I don't want to get into spoilers and mm. stuff like that. Seems like we've been teetering all night, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, um, you know, is that a figment of her imagination? Is that that guy that she talks about? Um, why is she crying in the end? There's so many things there 
that uh, are up for interpretation that is, you know, why this this game is going to be unbelievable and why Ninja Theory is, is might have been their most valuable pickup and that's or one of them i mean you would say playground for sure out of the when they were all picked but what ninja theory is doing the amount of money that they're spending with the tech that they're using oh yeah one of the one of the things that the reasons why i believe they went with microsoft was they realized microsoft would fit the bill for their technology that they use for their game the way they shoot the game with the motion basically this whole game is going to be motion captured which basically means it's going to be that the whole game you're going to look at that and that's going to be the game it's going to look real and there's even they, okay, go, go. yeah there there there's a, a a documentary or whatever you there's a couple of things that they even talk about it but um you know it's 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 a, it's a, it's a trend setting game and it's funny cuz you remember Colin was like why would you buy ninja theory like who does that? Like he was. Oh yeah, off. there, there's no, there's so no strange. culture to those studios. Yeah, I that, mean, that was said. Like, oh my god, the, that was the biggest the like worst take. And listen, oh my everyone god, everyone has bad takes, but I keep thinking about that because that's what they got. Xbox really got something special here, and um, it was just there's, great that they. Still, we're still talking about it. Twitter is all over the place. It is now like, and rightfully so. It is looked upon as the the bar. It is the bar, and you know, the, for so many years, Sony's been the bar, but now we got a new bar. And uh, oh, Ninja Ninja Theory is totally raising the bar because yeah. you're talking about motion capture, but they they also have shown in house that they are using lidar in part of their game development and that is that not that's not used for mapping people that's used for mapping environments mm -hmm. which is why their environments look the way they do because they go out and they find these environments and they actually digitally scan them to recreate these environments and they're even doing it with project mara uh if i'm getting the right name right i know where they're doing the apartment um and that's yeah, yeah, one, and, that, and that right there, like if you read how they're doing that apartment, they are lidaring every square inch of that apartment. That's why that apartment looks like it. And I don't know if anybody's familiar with what lidar was originally used for, but lidar was originally used for mapping cave systems for for miners. Um, it's also used on airplanes to fly over like the 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 jungles of Mexico and they scan the entire jungle from the air and they strip all the foliage away to look for all the temples that are literally underneath all that foliage that you can't see. Oh, I thought the term was uh, photogrammetry is what they're using. The, well, that, that you could call it photogrammetry, but the idea behind LIDAR is you're scanning an environment with a laser down to the like a very detailed word i think it's like smaller than an inch i mean you're especially with what they're using in um in what they're using in project mara to do the apartment like when they scan a wood surface with this or a leather surface um you're getting all those dips and valleys that are in a wood grain structure because the lidar is sensitive enough to actually recreate that Oh yeah, they they know what they're doing. It's it's good that they have the job security to like just do what they want to do 
the, without having to worry about like the yeah like, like the money like how they used to before when they were independent. So I, I can't wait for these guys. Like they're all they're, it's like they're they're unleashed right now. Yeah, like I I can't wait to see like I mean more like actual gameplay moments. But actually, just to continue on with that thought though, so this trailer again it gets revealed the the imagery the the attention to detail of it the models they look fantastic like some of the best i've seen so far but i i did see a lot of how do i say i don't maybe almost complaints about because it's a very it was a very dark trailer and you know there was a lot of talk about it like well from certain sides anyways but it's still a very well detailed the lighting like you know the flames and whatnot just it was fantastic but like i don't know like i i thought it looked fine guys i thought it looked beautiful listen anybody that's saying that is is uh a hater the game the absolute uh, everyone's your natural reaction to seeing that is to be like oh my god Okay, that's they did that on purpose, and people talking about gameplay, they did it on purpose to show the scale of the of the. They wanted to show the giant, which makes sense. It's visually what they shoot shown when it was burning and everything's going crazy was absolutely amazing. So that was kind of a set piece. They could have shown combat. The game is going to be very heavily geared to combat as there was a ton of motion combat uh video taken for the game she actually learned how to fight uh there's a, a part again it's a part of the documentary um because they motion captured her uh fighting so there's going to be a ton of that but they picked that scene for obvious reasons and uh like i said they did something where they set the bar and people are uh, fanboys or whatever they're really having a hard time people are starting to go crazy as we speak right now about this like uh you know they don't like when xbox gets good things and when they you know when, when it does well and certain people go crazy and you see stupid takes like oh it's uh it's underwhelming like you're gonna call that underwhelming like shut up like, come on. but they all wanted xbox to be more competitive and and to have that third yeah, person mature game and then all of a sudden exactly. they give us that and it's like oh whoa whoa wait a minute that's not what we wanted it's a way wait, 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 wait. Thought you don't like we had discussion oh, yeah. in the, in the show right where i was telling um i think invader i was like basically it's funny to hear people who lived on a diet of nothing but cinematic set pieces yes for the last eight years, somehow now with Hellblade, they draw the line. Now they don't like that. Now they want pure gameplay and action and quote unquote fun. When that's when we said that's why we're not worried about the graphics for Halo Infinite. They say, oh, now fun is what you're supposed to do with a video game. So at the end of the day, I really don't take any of these people seriously because it's not good faith arguments. Like we know that they. If that, if all you have to do with Hellblade, right, and Ninja Theory, is slap a PS Studios on in front of Ninja Blade, um, Ninja Theory, and they would call that game the best game that ever lived. They would say this is the greatest. Look at the graphics. Look at the fidelity. Look how great it. I'm like, yes, there was some gameplay with some cinematic set pieces or whatever. But I'm like, let's go back to um, Forbidden West. Like it started off with her 
coming down, talking to the, the, the black guy, gave him a drink. They were talking. That's cinematic. She came to the, the grass. They, they, it stopped. Then the the, the, the the robots came, checked over there for her. They did jump on the thing. That's cinematic. The other guy came leading the guy. That's cinematic. It's like, I don't understand. It's either you want that type of game or you don't. You can't only like it when it's a PlayStation game. But when it's an Xbox game, then it's too. But anyway, it's like arguing with the wall anyway. So y'all can, you know, I, I really try not to. I know. There's no narrative consistency. And it's funny. They set themselves up because to those who, uh, who who admit the graphics are good, they do the narrative backpedal saying, well, all, you, all the player did was move forward. And then all the player did was move backwards. Like that, that's bad gameplay. Like Tim was saying, there's a documentary. She was doing motion capture with hand-to-hand combat. And, and literally several types of different weapons. She ain't just using a sword like like in Hellblade One. There's gonna there's a heavy heavy implication that there's gonna be multiple weapon customization and multiple fighting styles that the player can choose from. So again, but again, we know that, but they don't do their homework. They don't know that. So all they say is you go forward, you go back. But then then the gameplay is gonna be shown, and I guess we're gonna see them pit and do another narrative pivot again. As the as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, not to take off of the the Hellblade thing now. If I can at least point out the two games that stood out, the two things that stood out to me in uh, the whole award show was it's good to see Telltale Games is starting to have a resurgence and that they aren't totally gone forever. Um, obviously they're doing the Expanse and some of the Telltale veterans that left from Telltale Games originally are doing a Star Trek um, based game I'm a total sci-fi nut and being a sci-fi nut the game that got me the most interested was Ark Raiders oh, what'd you, yeah. did any of you remember that one? Oh, what's that one? Um, well as far so Ark Raiders is yeah, going to be I love a co PVE style game it reminded me of Lost Planet with how the the robotic creatures or whatever they are are la- are basically falling to Earth from space. Yeah. And, and as these creatures emerge, you and your other Ark Raider friends come together, and you got to go battle these creatures. But this game is being done by ex um, dice devs, guys that have experience with Battlefront and Battlefield. And they're creating this really cool-looking sci-fi experience that totally has me intrigued. Well, when's that coming out? Oh, it says that it will be free to play somewhere in 2022. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's, it looks, honestly, uh, to follow up, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Very curiously, it looks good. I kind of am a little disappointed it's free to play. Kind of like if that was open world, but I can understand it. Um, but if that was like a, a, a you know a single player, I would be really interested. But yeah, it's it looks really cool. It looks to me, I definitely can see the Lost Planet. It looks to me like something from Star Wars or from that type of graphics. I, the aesthetics of the graphics, I I felt were really cool, and it was like shooting and um, yeah, that's a, a game to watch out for. They had so many good games, you yeah. know. Uh, it was it's pretty crazy. I mean the the Quantum Dream game that I, it is going to be on Xbox. That game looks to be really cool. Um, and Quantum Dream, honestly, they are one of the most uniquely talented studios. I know they had some history and stuff like that with the director, but 
I think though that the Star Wars with that is going to be a very good game. Like, who's not going to want to be like into that? Even though they're, you know, if it's going to be like, uh, uh, you know, uh, what was the game that they had with the the droids? Um, their last game that they made. Do you guys remember? Oh, uh, Detroit Become Human. Yeah, Detroit to become human. Oh, if they, yeah. if they oh, could yeah. do that with like that gameplay and like and still because the graphics, I felt aside from Hellblade Two, were the most impressive in the game in in, in the show. Uh, you know, um, but overall, you know, I, I just felt like the show was was pretty good. They really did kind of show us a lot. Oh, there's one game I wish I could have been in the room with Invader to see when they dropped its announcement. You know which one I'm talking about, right, Invader? Uh, that was definitely Tunic, right? <laughs> I've heard a lot about Tunic, <laughs> but I'm talking about your new Warhammer game. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, that was huge. That I'm was... pretty sure he was probably, like, screaming at the top of his lungs when that probably hit. Oh, dude. Well, okay. Well, first of all, I didn't watch the show live, but I, I caught all the trailers at the end, and I'm like, well, wait, what, what is this? I see, a, like, a new Warhammer game. I'm like, okay, I'm interested, I'm interested. Space Marine 2, I'm like, holy crap, that came out of nowhere. Nobody was expecting that, and yeah, I, oh, it looks oh, so good. I mean, it's just a CGI trip. Well, okay, they do. They did have some gameplay at the end, but oh, man, that looks so awesome. Like, the only thing I hope with this announcement is that, because right now there is no backwards compatibility on Space Marine, the original... I missed I played that game for like an hour or two when it first came when it came out and I never completed it and now that game is gone out of my collection. I hope they make it backwards compatible, but if not, the one thing I hope they do do is if you go on um if you go on Steam right now, there's actually a Space Marine anniversary edition on Steam oh. that contains all the DLC, but it's specific to PC right now. I'm hoping by this game coming out that they are going to somehow port that anniversary edition over to console. Well, what pisses me off is that, okay, uh, I believe it was made under Sega, which I think it was made by Relic, if I'm not mistaken, the specific studio. And the thing is, I don't think Sega would have a problem with it, but you see Games Workshop, the owner of the Warhammer IP, they're kind of, they can be a little stingy at times, especially recently with their IP. So... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there was if it was them saying, you know, keep it off because I don't like Sega and Microsoft have a pretty good relationship, and they put a whole bunch of backwards compatible games on the service. So, I don't, I, I don't think it's Sega personally, but well, generally when something is kept from backwards compatibility, it's either a somebody's just wanting to be a, a you know a bogus a hole, or We've seen a lot of times that they don't want these games to be backwards compatible because they know that the power of the Series X and the Series S can deliver a very premium experience, which is something a lot of developers and publish now, publishers nowadays want to be able to sell you. And that's where I'm curious with this Warhammer Anniversary Edition that would leave the avenue open for them to basically sell a full-priced yeah. game with next-gen enhancements. Yeah, they'll do it, I think. I think they'll release a uh, remastered or anniversary edition, like you said, kind of what's similar on Steam. Uh, probably. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, how many games have we see like, have sequels to long-awaited titles, and then those long-awaited titles get a remaster, right? Like Alan Wake, for example. So Yes. 
So actually, yeah, that's a really good example. But yeah, that was another one that really blew me away. Both, yeah, Alan Wake 2 and Space Marine 2. Damn, I mean, guys, in case you don't know, I'm a huge Warhammer guy. Like, I'm not a Space Marine dude, but like, I, I follow a lot of that stuff. I'm a 40k guy, so I was pretty psyched to see that. And the Tyranids, no less. Um, also, I mean, guys, Xbox had a really good showing all around. Did you did you guys catch uh, Crossfire X? It finally got a release date after being silent for a while. Like, damn. I'm looking forward to that. I'm ready yeah. to play some Crossfire. I want to check out what Remedy's been cooking up. Oh, yeah. I don't want them to release in December. It would have been cannibalized by Halo. This way, we could start off 2022 on the right foot. Now February is a month for Xbox as well, so I'm looking forward to it. But dude, with that game coming out, man, at this point, can Dying Light 2 catch a break? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to play Dying Light 2. I'm ready for Dying Light to come out, and it always seems like whenever Dying Light tries to get away from another title releasing, all of a sudden, another one pops up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true, because didn't they uh, change their release date a couple of times recently? So Well, we were supposed to get December, then it went to January, then I think it transferred to February. Um, and, dude, I mean, like, 2022, I'm probably going to go broke, have to get a second job or something. I mean, dude, we got, at least for me, I've got, what's it called, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, Dying Light 2, we got Crossfire X. I mean, there's even been rumors now that, uh, my God, what is it name? Atomic Heart is getting ready to finally come out of the shadows. They released a new trailer. Um, Everybody's talking about Game Pass Day 1 for Atomic Heart. That's going to be an amazing game experience, especially if you guys loved Bioshock. Atomic Heart Invader was the one that turned me on to it. Um, I've done videos for Atomic Heart. I wrote an article for lordsofgaming.net on Atomic Heart. And that game right there, I really feel, is going to be a very unique experience for a lot of people that are big fans of Bioshock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the it looks really engrossing, very unique kind of direction. Very uh, The narrative seems quite interesting to me. So, yeah, it just caught my, my eye ever since I first saw it, uh, or at least it cut well first trailer a couple of years ago uh guys a very generous super chat from peter sark uh 49.99 50 bucks us thank you very much peter uh merry christmas and happy holidays to all wishing everyone a safe and happy new year can't wait to see you all in person next year well i mean we'll have to wait and see about that one but yes that would be nice that would certainly be nice uh, depending how everything i lived no i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) right right but, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Peter. And, yeah, Crossfire X, guys, that's cool. I'm looking forward to that, February 10th. Uh, not only that, like, Game Pass got a bit of a rebranding for, like, just Game Pass for PC, and there was a trailer. Uh, and they announced some more stuff coming day one into Game Pass. They actually announced, they had a, an unannounced game in there, uh, Sniper Elite 5, which looks really, really good. I'm looking forward to playing that after going through Sniper Elite 4 and all its DLC. Oh, man, that looks that looks good. Uh, Tunic, I mentioned Tunic earlier. It got It's got a release date for March 16th, which, yeah, that seems all right, not... It's not as bad as uh, February from the looks of it, but damn, we're gonna. There's a lot of games to play. Uh, Google Play games coming to Windows PC, which very interesting move. 
And uh, yeah, guys, I mean, uh, overall, I mean, those like we've just been talking about the game reveals alone and we haven't even touched on everything. I mean, that was, I, you know, I have to say Jeff Keighley uh, brought a bunch of really good reveals to uh, this event. But what do you guys think of the uh, Halo TV trailer? Huh? I'm all in. I think it looks good. I think it's going to be very good. Oh, yeah. Like the production uh, values look uh, amazing. Wait. At least it looks great, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about the story, but eh, at least the budget's where it's where where it should be. It's not like cheap uh, CGI graphics, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I agree that the CGI does look pretty decent. I I don't know if I like like I don't know. Maybe I'm just nitpicking. I don't know if I like uh, the way the Chief looks so much. Um, and like you said. Uh, uh, MLD like lore wise I mean I know I realize that this is a non-canon show but I don't know like I have to see more again it was just a very quick trailer but I I don't know I have to see more of this to really get excited I mean this has been in uh, concept and production for years now and for it to finally be coming I mean I am looking forward to watching it but I don't know I don't know we'll see I, I have to see more of it to get like really pumped for it personally um, but either way I mean hey you know, more Halo the better, right? Um, actually, what did you guys think of the uh, the awards themselves? Did any did anything uh, catch you guys like off guard or um, how do you guys think Xbox did overall with the awards? I think they won about I don't know six or seven awards from what I remember. I mean, Deathloop, Deathloop uh, really brought it in. I think for best game direction and art direction. Um, you know, it's a shame it's not on Xbox right now, but uh, it looks like it definitely caught some eyes. Uh, like, Centurion, what, what did you think of the actual awards themselves? Uh, do you think Deathloop did pretty well overall? Deathloop did very well. Uh, I'm glad to see it's getting recognition, even uh, being um, pretty much one of the, the final games that they're actually going to be, that they were contractually obligated to fulfill over on that platform. But it's also good to see that it's still being supported on that platform and that there's nobody like with hard feelings or like totally boycotting the game because they were bought. I was kind of worried about that. Um, now, my only complaints with the awards that were given are one, Psychonauts 2 didn't win anything. Um, I felt that game was actually very well put together, had an amazing story. I at least wanted it to take something. But also when it came to the pacing of the awards and... Uh, one of the guys I watched on YouTube kind of hit the nail on the head with that, um, how like when Forza Horizon 5 got announced for being the most accessible game, which I thought was really cool to have your own little sign, lang sign language interpreter, but as they're walking to the stage, you know, also you hear some voice cut over, Forza Horizon 5 is also, release is also receiving the award for best uh, sports game. And oh. you're just like, so that's basically that they that's their announcement for winning best sports game right there. Um, is the announcement over the, all the applause for getting the first award. Um, I just I still don't really like how like I'm gonna be upfront. I didn't really like some of the advertise how in face uh, in your face the advertisements were that were in between the awards. Um, they kept wanting me to flip over and watch the show on Twitch with some guy. I didn't even know who he was or cared to know who he was. Um, and also, um, this is not a diss. I'm not trying to be mean. But there was just way too much emphasis on the Mobile Game Award. 
when I understand mobile gaming on on a, on a mobile on a mobile platform like a mobile phone has a purpose in gaming, but I'm just I'm gonna be upfront. I don't really see it being a, a real backbone to the gaming industry. Um, I, that's where I just feel that some of there was some awards that they made a big deal out of, and other awards that that deserved more recognition than other awards. Um, they definitely needed to get the pacing out a little bit when it came to how they they handed them out. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I can't really comment on that part per se because I didn't watch it live. I just kind of caught bits oh, and pieces dude, and so I, on. Who Who's the guy that I'm thinking of that they kept? His name was like Alex West or something. Or I, I'm, am I getting his name wrong? I don't even know who this guy was, but every 15 to 20 minutes, this guy would appear on, hey, come watch the Game Awards with me and also attend my after party. Who is this guy? Mm, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch it, you'll see what I my complaint and my gripe. Um, a lot of people didn't like that there was um, a, a heavy emphasis on television shows or movies they wanted that to be kept separate but i just feel at this point the gaming industry is becoming even more relevant than the television and movie industry so you're going to see the blending of those two two forms of entertainment and that wasn't a big deal to me but definitely there was just a little bit way too much more advertisement out like i'm not talking about the games i'm talking about the random advertisements that would just totally bring you out of the experience but there was one thing that one award that completely i was well outside of uh let me see uh what's it called guardians of the galaxy getting best narrative i just beat guardians of the galaxy the other day they are totally deserving of that title awesome story great gameplay experience i enjoyed the hell out of guardians of the galaxy it never felt so good to be so wrong i was totally hesitant of that game and i am i am wrong in how i felt on that game but one guy watching through the awards show every time his game was nominated he didn't get the award and you could tell he really wanted something and then at the end of the night when he was announced that his game took game of the year and that's it takes two I, I mean, that you could just see that guy right there. It was like, you didn't get any other award, but you got the big one of the night. And honestly, I feel that It Takes Two is a really great game with a really great message, very well put together, and that award couldn't have went to a better guy. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I still have yet to play It Takes Two, but uh, I isn't it available with uh, EA Play with Xbox Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, yep, right now. But if you uh, does your um, do you have like a, a significant other to uh, play games with? Yes. That would be sit down with her and play It Takes Two. You'll have a blast. How long is the game to beat? I'm me and my wife play it here and there. I want to say it's not a very super long game, but you know, I, like if you watch the trailers, the synapses, you have two parents that are getting ready to have a divorce. And this little girl finds this magical book and makes a wish for the book to basically help her parents to find love again, not realizing that the book actually is alive. And it's really funny when you see this book 
in the very beginning of the game, they wake up and one's a wood character, the other one's a clay figure, and they're like, what the hell is going on? And the book all of a sudden appears, and he's like, it's time to learn to work together and have some fun. And you're just like, me and my wife totally love the story and the, the way that it, it, it does force you to cooperate very well because, like, in one part of it, uh, one character has the ability to spray a flammable liquid, and the other character has the ability to light the match. So if you guys can't work together and figure out how to coordinate your attacks with this style of gameplay, it, it, it can go to crap real quick. So you got to be able to hose it down, hose down the enemy with this flammable liquid, and then call out to the other person and say, "Light the match! It's time to." And I'm, it really forces you to cooperate for sure. Oh yeah, one thing I totally forgot about. Sorry for interrupting, but uh, guys, no, I was done. Oh no, just uh, so uh, you were, it's funny you were talking about significant other because I was like we were playing. She really likes playing Cuphead with me, and just the other day I was like, oh I don't know, like that DLC that I had shown you before. It might have been like I don't know. It might be delayed even further and so on. And then lo and behold, you get a uh, a release date trailer for the uh, the DLC that we've been waiting on forever. And that's going to be in June. I just thought that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, I was waiting forever for the Cuphead DLC. And now it's finally out. So, or in June. So I was glad to get an update on that because I thought that was dead. <laughs> um, but Somebody yeah. asked us, I think, a question. I don't know if it was on this show. Or, well, I think it was here. Um, but they were asking what was going on with that, and I was like, I don't even know. But they finally got an update, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Oh yeah, because I because it was announced back at like uh, what was it when like Xbox announced all those studio acquisitions? Yeah, yeah it was as it was, it was announced as an exclusive. Yeah, it was just kind of announced on everything else. Yeah, I mean, I know that obviously, like every other studio, you know, the situation affected them uh, heavily, especially being a small studio. But eventually I thought, oh, maybe they just turned it into like Cuphead 2 or something, which, you know, sometimes does happen with DLCs. But no, I mean, I was happy. I was very, very relieved and happy to see that. Yeah, we'll be getting that Cuphead DLC again sometime in late June. So yeah, about six or seven months off, guys. But either way, pretty good. Um, but yeah, guys, overall, I mean, with the awards, I mean, Xbox did pretty good. Age of Empires 4, Best Strategy, Forza, F uh, Horizon 5 won some awards, and Deathloop. I mean, I gotta admit, I'm very intrigued with Deathloop. The more I, uh, you know, I keep hearing the praise and so on. Um, <laughs> it's funny, though, they call it the Game Awards. I probably watch it more for the, the game reveals than the awards themselves, so oh, this is winter yeah. e3 as i've heard a lot of people i uh talk to and listen to it's being referred to as the winter e3 mm -hmm. pretty much yeah one thing i will say though I, this is brought up in the chat is that i think psychonauts 2 deserved a little better because i mean it, i mean i haven't beat it personally but i mean i played a large chunk of it through and it is a pretty fantastic game so I was kind of surprised that it didn't win for the best game, but maybe that's just my own bias. But either way, I mean, Psychonauts 2, a lot of people enjoyed it. Uh, I guess Resident Evil Village didn't take any more. Yeah, but that, with Psychonauts 2, like, Psychonauts 2 to me, other than Halo Infinite, is definitely the best games I've played this year. Psychonauts 2 surprises me with the characters, the world, the premise, the themes, the level design, the creativity, the protagonist, Raz, 
Like, it all, like, the fact that, that Tim Schafer wrote this game, I'm like, bruh, it could have literally been a Pixar movie. It was an incredible game. It was a bit longer than I expected, but other than that, I really have no complaints other than the fact that it doesn't have any DLC, anything to expand the world, because I would love to go back and, you know, have other stuff to do, but... I think Psychonauts is an amazing game, and I can't wait for Psychonauts 3. And the fact that it didn't win anything, especially art design. Now, I, you know, I, I agree with Sanctus. I, I, listen, I agree, right, that literally um, um, Deathloop is a game that should have won, right? But the problem is, like, it should have won something. But art design, I think you cannot look at the creativity that came with Psychonauts with all the levels and stuff and say that that's, that that is not worthy of art design at least. So, like I said, they really um, snubbed Psycho. Like, they, it didn't win anything. And to me, I was more sad for um, Tim Schafer because even though I know Game Pass lets up millions of people play, I think he, he deserved, for where this game came from, from being crowdfunded, to where it is right now, to the point that he made it so amazing, and that it was like his baby, and he got nothing. It, it, it just—I feel like yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy for it takes two, but I think that it was a cop out. I'm sorry to say, I think they didn't want to, because there was a lot of stuff going around the the the, the, the game awards, either from the little um, thing with the Activision to people thinking that Sony's basically paying them off or whatever. So they didn't want to upset any fan base. They didn't want to pick a Sony game or an Xbox game. So I think they just went with the underdog of the game that nobody, because there's nobody that thought that that game was going to win. We all knew it was a great game. But like I said, this is a game that requires somebody else to play. Like that alone, like if you can disqualify Forza 5 because of that, why are you not going to disqualify um, four to five get disqualified because it's just a card game. But you have a game that you literally need somebody else, and you're going to tell me that, that, like, come on. Like, like, what is it? So are you going to let every game in, every genre in, yes or no? Because if you're, if you're not, this makes no sense. So if, 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 if you're saying that every genre is, is, is worthy, then four to five should have been up there. But my point is I think they just copped out because they wanted to find a way to please everybody, which you can't. So they just went with a with because if it's a Ratchet and Clank, people will accuse them of. Of course, it's another Sony, which they are. It's Sony Pocket. But if if it was an Xbox game, then the Sony would cry and say, "Oh, you know, Microsoft paid them all day in the Microsoft theater." Like so, so I think they 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 did basically they did that just to stop the the nonsense. But that's just me. I'm sorry for talking. No, I, I actually kind of I actually agree with you, especially on the award for best art direction. And I'm not knocking Deathloop. But I've personally played Deathloop. I haven't beat it. But we're talking about just a different version of Dishonored. Um, uh, it definitely, it, it, it looks like Dishonored. I mean, some of, the, uh, some of the core mechanics of Dishonored, like the sneaking were there. I just really feel for best art direction, I feel that um, definitely Psychonauts 2 was extremely creative in their art direction and just how the game itself was. Uh, the levels are definitely one of a kind, and it de I, it definitely got snubbed for more than one or two awards. 
I even feel like it should have got game of the year. I mean, I beat the game. I'm biased. I admit that. But the game also, if they're trying to be the Oscars, but for gaming, Psychonauts 2 just hit all the notes. Like, it's a great game. It's 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 fan service for uh, the fans of the first game, but also has things that you know the Oscars actually value a lot in their movies that they pick for a movie of the year. Like Psychonauts Two has representation. It tackles issues like mental health, like all these positive, very meaningful messages that were that were woven into the game's storyline. Like, and it, I feel like it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Xbox University. I I also believe that. I feel like the It Takes Two was is a great game. I haven't played it, but I I hear great things. I feel like it was the safe uh, the safe bet. Like either one would have caused a uh, a big a big mess online for for months to come. And I think they just did the safe bet. I think I always thought the It Takes Two was like the uh, the artsy uh, nomination. I didn't expect it to actually win, but ah, hey, it is what it is. Oh, like I think Death Door. I would prefer Death Door to be up there before that, because like I said, it's a game that by definition you can't even play by yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, at, so at the end of the day, whether it's a good game or, or, or whatever, my point is that is a very very niche genre or very very. And I, I appreciate what they tried to do. Don't get me wrong. I love games trying new things and new mechanics. But my point is for game of the year, game of the year. If I want, to, if I'm stuck on an island. By myself with no with no internet, I can't play this game. You see what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I I, I think it was a cop out. I think they did it on purpose, and I, I I can't blame them to be fair, because I mean there was no way to win in either way. But I, like I said, I think if you slap, um, I think the problem is like the the the, the fact that um, Ratchet and Clank was up there. I I think that's just had a bull because the, the Ratchet and Clank was a great good game. Don't get me wrong, but my point is Ratchet and Clank did nothing that the other sixteen Ratchet and Clanks didn't do, other than I guess the little rift apart thing that didn't even really make a big deal as as a, how the marketing made it. But my point is, it was the same you know rock 'em shock 'em shoot 'em up on rails experience that you always have with Ratchet and Clank, and that's not a bad thing. But my point is, for every other game they look for, especially with Game of the Year, things that's pushing the envelope, things that you that haven't experienced before. For example, like with Psychonauts 2, you haven't, how many games do you know out there tackling mental health? Not much. Like for, 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 for Forza Horizon 5, how many open world, majestic, amazing games are there? Not much. Like for, for, um, for, 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 for Resident Evil Village, how many first version of, um, you know, survival horror games that touch all the notes are, are there not much. Like, there are games that come around that are, are rare in their genre, just like Halo Infinite. Like, there's a lot of FPS games. But how many of this good? None. So, like I said, when, you, when I think of Game of the Year, I'm like, what are you doing that other games either try to do and fail or that, you, you, that they can't even try? And it takes two to me yes it is you know a niche type of thing but without that being that niche like i said i just feel like it, it was a cop-out because death door is i haven't played it takes two yet but from based on what i've seen i've watched some gameplay and seen some so based on what i'm seeing i'm like it looks like it could be a good game but is it better than death door is it better than forza is it better than 
than even Ratchet and Clank, for Christ's sake. I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like it's just too convenient. And based on what, um, what's his name, Jeff Keeley was responding to for days before the awards, like, he would keep getting harassed because people would keep doing the memes with Tony paying him off, Tony paying him off, and he's like, oh, get a better um, joke or whatever. So it was getting to him because he was reacting to it. So, like I said, I feel like this was just a big advertisement thing, and I, I, I like the, the show, don't get me wrong, because I watch not for the awards, I watch for the for the new game reviews, but I think it was a little on the light side for me personally, because I don't care about most of those games, like other than the Star Wars Eclipse, other than the Hellblade, other than, of course, a Plague Tale, of course, y'all didn't mention that, the Plague Tale Requiem, they're like, everything else was just like, you know, it is what it is. Um... I re- nothing else really blew me away. Um, so, so, but that's just me. But I, I, I feel like, you know, it, other than the commercials and stuff, at least, I mean, it, it's trying. <laughs> but I, I feel like E3 is so much better than this. Like, to me, this is a watered-down E3. Like, so it, it, it gets you so hyped because some years you see great stuff, like when they announced the Xbox Series X or when they announced, you know, Hellblade, or last year with Perfect Dark, something that, like, if this year they came out and said Banjo-Kazooie's coming back, that's what I would be talking about. But Hellblade looked amazing, but I already knew it was coming. So, like, I felt like they could have did this in, like, an update or some shit. Like, like how Sony has a state of play, they could have did it in an update and announced something new, like, that's coming down the pipe, like that. Like, Like, Obsidian is working on a Fallout New Vegas. Or Fallout 5 is coming or something, but who knows? Like I said, that's just me. Mm. Sorry, I've been talking. Oh, no, hey, that's some really good commentary there, Uni. Uh, anybody else have uh, any other comments on the Game Awards before we head off? I'm still shocked Resident Evil Village just didn't get... I don't even think they got anything. Other than they got the best performance, I guess, from uh, Maggie for Lady D. But, uh, like, that game, if you played that, like, compared to pretty much i haven't played it takes two i've definitely you know tried out um but man that has some big shoes to fill the like top like it's like when i went from returnal which was ten dollars more than resident evil village and i beat returnal and then i went to resident evil village and i'm like okay this game looks like has a way bigger budget way better put together no issues and it's ten dollars cheaper and it's action-packed, like, thrill ride from start to finish. Um, yeah, I'm just surprised that one didn't get <laughs> get anything, really. So, but Especially some of those horror scenes. There's there's definitely that horror scene for everybody that's played it, like, towards that middle part that's, like, some of the creepiest <laughs> that they've ever done in Resident Evil. So, uh, mm, yeah. yeah, Dollhouse, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even the dolls to me but yeah you'll you'll know the part once you play it but yeah i've uh, i've watched some gameplay on that it's really creepy <laughs> um but all right guys i think on that note we'll start to clear out of here and a fun time here tonight with the crew we talked our, about our thoughts on halo infinite and the reception it's been getting as well our reaction to everything at the game awards reveals gameplay the actual awards and so on guys in the chat you were great 
as always, it's you know we're very pleased to see every one of you tonight. If you enjoyed tonight's show, then consider leaving a like, subbing to the channel, and sharing this video out. Believe it or not, it does help out the channel a lot, all that little stuff that you do. So, hey, please continue with it. We really appreciate the support. Uh, but yeah, let's move over to the outros, uh, starting off with our delightful guest, uh, Uni Buddy. It was, again, a fun time having you on tonight. Really liked your opinions on things. Uh, where can all the fine people here follow you at? Um, the, the Xbox Universe is DA Xbox Universe on Twitter. You know, definitely um, starting next week, we're going to start our new pod, uh, podcast, um, X Class, as well. So, you know, but I was always, you know, coming back and forth anytime they want me here on TXR because, you know, these are my buddies. I love um, the Xbox community is the best community in gaming. And, like, we keep it positive. We keep it about gaming. And right now we're eating more than we can ever eat. And remember, the gunk is next week, man. And I can't wait for Shredder's and stuff next in the next month or so. So um, I want to thank y'all for letting me um, come back and rock with y'all, man, and enjoy Halo, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said, Uni, and uh, yeah, it was great having you on. Uh, you are fun to have on, like what you said, and you know, you're a very honest guy, well-spoken, and yeah, we got to have you on sometime uh, soon for sure. Uh, let's see, moving on to the regular panel members, uh, General MLD, buddy, I'll uh, start off with you here. Uh, hey, again, some solid points tonight. Where can everybody follow you at? All right, uh, good show. At MLD Ghost is my Twitter Gamer tag is Ghost MLD, and uh, yeah, just uh, looking forward to playing more Halo campaign. They're gonna inject some new life into that multiplayer with those new modes. And uh, Centurion, before I forget, if you haven't played Alan Wake yet, play Alan Wake American Nightmare. It's like a 1.5, two-hour kind of sequel, so it's very small, bite-sized. I recommend playing that first. So yeah, <laughs> good show, guys. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I, I I played the crap out of that too. Really good uh, suggestion there, MLD. Um, let's see here, Shockley buddy. Again, you were really on point tonight as well. Uh, loved your stuff. Where can everybody follow you at and find you, my my friend? Uh, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter. Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, uh, great for you and you stopping by, giving his points, and yeah, good show tonight. Yeah, well said. Tim, the Xbox Maniac. Buddy, good show. Where can everybody uh, find you at? You can find me on Twitter, xcloudtimdog, every Sunday night here and Tuesday night, RDX. Have a nice weekend and or what's left of it. And let's go Halo. Yeah, let's go Halo. Uh, Centurion, my well-spoken brother. Good stuff tonight as well. And uh, where can these fine folks follow you at and find uh, your videos, your content, and so on? Oh, yes, definitely an amazing show. Had a really fun time tonight. Thank you, MLD. I will definitely... I want to actually play all of Alan Wake, the first one, and American Nightmare. I was a huge fan of Control, um, and they kind of exposed me to a little bit of the world of Alan Wake by just playing the game, so I definitely want to check that out before... Uh, Alan Wake 2 comes out. Um, for those interested in finding my content, um, I am firing up the content mill again. It's been long enough. Um, finally got 
the things that have been holding me back kind of dialed in at this point. So ready to start doing that again. If you'd like to find me and the content I've already put out, you can find it at Centurion1307 on YouTube. Uh, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Xbox Live if you want to keep up to date with me, especially follow me on Twitter because I'm always on there active chatting with everybody and advertising what I do. Um, for those that want to hear me podcast more, I'm here every Sunday night with these amazing gentlemen right here on TXR. I'm also on the Shop Podcast every Saturday night with PTK Blam and the rest of the crew over there. And also every other Monday, me and Stubbs Gaming have been having our little conversations on something we call Plastic Platforms. We're getting ready again to do, do it again tomorrow. Um, and it's kind of, at least in my opinion, it's a little different because it's me and just him. We just talk about our dealings in gaming. And the one thing that really sets it apart, in my opinion, is there's like a seven to eight hour time difference between me and him. Uh, he's over in the UK. I'm over here. So it's really fun to hear the differences in gaming between our two our, our two cultures, our two worlds, especially how things go down over there when it comes to, like, we were talking the other day about how games are sold over here versus over there. I mean, it's really fun to just clash ideas off of each other, especially from two different perspectives. All right. Well, you heard the man. Definitely Shameless plug. Check. Shameless plug. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Definitely check, uh, check out those fellas. And to round this out quickly, I'm Invader. And all of you wonderful people can find my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming. I'd recently put out an unboxing video, and I have another one planned, as well as, of course, I had mentioned earlier, Halo Infinite review in the works. Still playing the game, but I, I want to put one out before Christmas. Good show tonight, and we will see you all here 